What's happening, everybody? Welcome into the Nats Insider Podcast. Another Monday, another podcast episode for you. And we've got a good one today. Dan Kolko with you. We've got two Nationals players joining us on the podcast today. And not just two players, two players out of the same grouping on the roster. We'll have two relievers. Sean Kelly, former Nationals reliever, used to say, relievers are people too. So we're going to give the relievers some love today on the Nats Insider Podcast. Be joined by Steve Ciszek veteran right-hander, and Hunter Harvey is also going to join us. New to the organization are both of them. Steve Ciszek with 671 career big league appearances under his belt. Hunter Harvey still trying to get established at the major league level, has 28 appearances under his belt, and the two of them have gotten off to a nice start to the season. So figured we'd pop these guys on and let Nationals fans get to know Steve Ciszek and Hunter Harvey a little bit. Let's start with Steve Ciszek. This guy throws from a little bit of an odd arm angle. He's served in a variety of different roles in bullpens across the country throughout the course of his career. Has played for a number of different organizations, the Marlins, the Cubs, the Mariners, the Rays, Cardinals, Angels, White Sox, and now Nationals as well. So let's talk to the veteran righty. Steve Ciszek is... 35 years of age and still going strong. Here he is, my conversation with the Nationals' side-arming righty, Steve Ciszek. Steve, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for uh, for taking some time away from uh, your, your pregame routine, whatever that might be, uh, for a, a guy with a lot of experience in the big leagues. Um, I want to start with a question that I'm sure you've gotten a bunch of times over the course of your career, but... Watching you throw, it's the first question that probably comes to most people's minds. And it's, how did you develop the throwing motion that you have now and that you've had at least as far back as I can remember in your big league career, where you're kind of dropping down, not really a true sidearm, but you're throwing from an odd angle that starts kind of behind right-handed hitters. How did that all begin for you? Yeah, I mean, um, when I was in high school, I grew up a big Red Sox fan, so I try to mimic Pedro Martinez's windup with Derek Lowe's mechanics. Um, so in my head, that's what I was doing. And then, you know, then when I went to college and watched like a my uh, video from a bullpen session, it was a, really the first time I've actually ever paid attention to my mechanics, and I never really watched myself throw. We didn't have access to that in high school. So, um, you know, seeing that for the first time, I was like, wow, that looks nothing like either of those pitchers. <laughs> so it just, it, I felt like I was bringing the ball in my head straight down and back and I was throwing overhand and I was just, you know, obviously, you know, swinging it behind my back and then throwing it. I was like a low three quarter back then. Um, so really just over time, I was, uh, my arm slot kind of dropped, uh, especially when I got up into pro ball and into the big leagues, I went from like a lower three quarter to down to what you'd say, like a sidearm, you know, my hands about shoulder level and I just get down the mound further than I used to. So it just kind of evolved over time and it's a natural arm slot. I don't know how to throw any other way. How would you characterize the arm slot that, that you throw from? It's just easier to say sidearm. So I say, I just say sidearm, you know, I take pride in that, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's, for, I mean, it just feels like I'm throwing overhand in my head. It really does. Had I not seen myself throwing video, I wouldn't know otherwise. That's so funny uh, because, you know, we watch it back and it looks so different than, you know, what the vast, vast majority of pitchers are the angle that they're attacking hitters these days, which obviously has benefited you in your career. I mean, you've played a long time. uh, You've bounced around a little bit, but you've had a lot of success as well in a variety of different roles. So I, I guess my question is, 
what amount of or what level of the success that you've had do you put on your kind of unique arm angle and giving hitters a different look than they really ever see? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really a massive contributor of, you know, the sex, the success I've had. I mean, is it is a unique arm slot, you know, not many people throw that way. Um, so any sort of deception, you know, goes a long ways. And I got, you know, I'm a people, every time I come to a new team, they're like, wow, you're a lot taller than I realized. Cause you know, I feel like a small person, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and so, you know, when I, with that comes, you know, a lot of knees and elbows coming at you. And um, so I just, you know, that's, like I said, it's the only way I know how to throw and um, it's worked out so far. It's funny you mentioned that because when I first was standing next to you I thought the same thing that you were a lot taller than that I've always envisioned you being on the mound um I'm not too familiar with your injury history or lack thereof do you feel like uh that angle that you throw from has helped you stay healthier than maybe it would have otherwise do you think that maybe it's it's created some some issues for you along the way Uh, any pitcher that throws from any arm angle is going to have some sort of injuries but I'm just curious if you feel like that has at all negatively impacted you or positively impacted you in that aspect um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'd say positively. I've, I haven't had any massive injuries uh, except for hip. Um, I had a microfracture hip surgery back in 2016. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way I throw because I get so far down the mound and mm. what we, we I internally rotate, you know, that hip and it just cut away a groove in there and to where I was like bone on bone, basically, it just wore away. So I guess throwing that way hurt me in that regard, but in terms of my arm, um, you know, I've been fortunate. I've never had Tommy John or a major shoulder, um, you know, issue, just some small things here and there. And people would think I can, you know, throw every day. I never get sore because I throw closer to like a softball pitcher, but I'm, I can, I can tell you, I'm, I'm feeling it just like everyone else's. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you get your fair share of crap from teammates uh, because of, of the difference. People are always going to pick up what's different and you're certainly different in terms of, uh, for arm angle and, and all that. Did you need to, well, I guess, you know, you said you've always kind of thrown this way, even when you didn't know that you were throwing this way, but you really have to be comfortable throwing inside to righties with the ball starting kind of at them, which seems like it would take some adjustment. Um, but again, you, you've been doing it this way your, uh, your whole baseball life, it, it seems like. Is that, how do you handle that component of it? Just knowing where your ball is going to start from and where it's going to end up at. And it's not the, the traditional path to get to the, the inner third of the strike zone, maybe. No, for sure. I mean, with it, it's just, um, I mean, it's just repetition. We I've thrown so much for so long now at this point, like, especially in catch play. Um, I really work hard on trying to hit my throwing partner in the hip when I'm inside 90 feet away um, off his uh, left hip. So it'd be like an arm side, two-seamer um so it teaches me and reinforces me to drive the ball down in the zone and to have command of it so for me that pitch is actually easier than for me to throw like a say a glove side fastball because the tendency is my two-seamer wants to leak back over the middle of the plate that's where I can get in trouble um so I don't now that I've gotten when I do that in catch play it comes easier but when I'm on the mound warming up to go in the game I throw more glove side fastballs just to continue to reinforce that because I can go arm side anytime I want. Now, of course I'm human and uh, I'll hit, so I'll hit more right-handed hitters than I would a left-handed hitter, you know, but um, you know, those things, type of, you know, they happen. Um, some of that happens with fatigue. Some of that happens just out of the blue. It's just, you know, like I said, I'm, you know, you're human, but everyone goes through it. It's easier pitch for me to throw typically. And uh, as opposed to a glove side fastball. 
Steve Ciszek joining me on Nats Insider. And Steve, you, you've bounced around to a handful of different teams. You've pitched in a number of different roles, including uh, the closing spot. You've gotten a number of saves over the course of your career. How comfortable are you in a variety of different roles? Because it seems like Davey is going to, with you, with Sean Doolittle, with Tanner Rainey, with Kyle Finnegan, kind of move you guys around a little bit and play matchups. So uh, I know that bullpen guys can be creatures of habit and, and kind of prefer a lot of time knowing when they're going to be utilized. How, how do you handle maybe a little uncertainty in that aspect? And I would imagine your career history and having served in so many roles might help you there. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I got asked that a few years ago because, um, you know, I guess, you know, Davey knows Joe Madden real well, real well and Madden used me in the same way. So I'm kind of used to it at this point. Um, a lot of that comes from, um, from one is, you know, I'm, I consider myself a man of faith. You know, I put a lot, of, put my trust in the Lord and uh, that makes my job a lot easier because, you know, now all I got to do is go out there and just strive to get it done and push myself as hard as I can. So, you know, with that in mind, um, I, I make sure too that I, I'm really big on routines. So when I was closing, I had a set routine I'd like to do. Now I'd start that from the sixth inning and kind of work my way through to the ninth, of course. So I just back it up a little bit to an area where I think I'm going to be going in the game. I start my routine earlier. And now that I've gone through all my checklists there and, you know, done a good job, hopefully getting my body and mind ready for the outing, I kind of just let it happen. It just makes my job easier that way. It struck me the other day, Steve, that with you kind of dropping down from the right side and being so effective against right-handed hitters, with Sean Doolittle being so good against lefties, although he, he gets righties out too, obviously, at a, at oh, a yeah. good clip, and then having two power righties in Finnegan and Rainey, that you guys offer a variety of different looks in those last few innings. And we've seen it early on this season, Davey using you know two, three, four of you guys in uh, in rapid succession and it having – uh, you know, a really good payoff. Do you feel like the, you and those three guys kind of complement each other well in, in a bullpen together? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have, those are, you know, great matchups, you know, the, with Rainey and, and Finney, they're going to be either eight, nine or facing, a, you know, the heart of the lineup, you know, there are our best arms out there. Um, Doolittle obviously has had an unbelievable career and you know, nothing to take away from, from him either, but like, you know, when a lefties comes up, if, if this is a lefty part of the lineup, um, that's the, their heart of the lineup. You'll see him in there. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just, like I said, it's all about the matchups um, and what's going to give us the best chance to win the ball game. And uh, for me, it's whether it's the fifth, sixth inning, you know, when the bullpen takes over. It's our job to um, pass the baton, so to speak, and get that ball to the last man standing. And uh, we, if we're able to do that, you know, this puts us in a good situation to win the game. Steve Ciszek joining me on Nats Insider. And Steve, I'll get you out of here on this one. I'm curious, uh, you know, I love talking ball and I love talking about how the game has changed over the years. You came into uh, the majors back in 2010, I believe, if that's not yep. uh, incorrect. Yeah. Um, so you've you've played a while now and the game has changed in, in these 12 years in some ways. How have you maybe changed in terms of the amount of information that you have at, at your disposal now with all the analytics, all of the slow motion cameras and all of those things that you didn't know maybe when you were dropping down and then thrown from that arm angle back in high school and college. Now you have so much information. Um, so how do you utilize that or not utilize it to try and be the best version of yourself on the mound that you can be? 
Wow. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I could go on a lot. I'll try to keep it condensed here. Um, you know, for me, it's a year to year adjustment. I mean, as I'm getting older, um, you know, my stuff isn't quite as good as it was when I was first cracking in the league. The ball's not coming out as hot as it used to. So for me, I, I can't pitch the same way. You know, I used to just feed fastballs down and away and stay away from bats and um, try to just, you know, from my arm angle, I was throwing low to mid nineties back then. So now more pitching to a scouting report. You know, if a guy has a weakness up in the zone or he struggles down in a way, like I'm trying to pick those spots apart, you know, if, if I'm, you know, convicted enough, if I, if I have enough conviction enough to throw it there, I'm trying to pick those spots apart. Whereas before I didn't even worry about a scouting, you know, plan. I'm just going out there and, you know, giving them everything I got, but I don't have that luxury anymore. For me, the big adjustment is to stick to a scouting report. And if it, plays with the game that I like to, you know, go out there and use, I'm going to go out there and do it. So um, with that comes throwing up in the zone, down, backdoor sliders, front door sliders, like maybe mixing in some more change-ups this year is my goal. Um, I'm always trying to evolve the game as I get older. It's helped you stick around this long. And, hey, I mean, you're mid-30s, you've got 12 years in the bigs, and it doesn't seem like you're slowing down. So keep going, man. Keep evolving. Keep doing uh, what's what's led you here. And uh, we look forward to watching you over the course of this year in the Nationals bullpen, and we're, we're thrilled to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's great. Yeah, my pleasure. Steve Ciszek joining me on Nats Insider. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you. Stay with us here on the Nats Insider podcast. We'll be right back. And we're back. And now let's get to our Hunter Harvey interview. This guy was a first round pick of the Orioles back in 2013, taken number 22 overall. High school turned pro, jumped the college ranks and went straight into professional ball. Made his big league debut with the Orioles back in 2019. Transitioned to the bullpen along the way. And now he's down 295 in D.C., getting established in the Nationals bullpen. Here's my conversation now with one of the newer Nationals bullpen mates, Hunter Harvey. Hunter, I appreciate the time. Welcome to DC, first of all. I know you've been here for a little bit now, but uh, what have the early stages been like for you as you're acclimating to a new big league club and trying to get comfortable with some new colors on as well? Uh, yeah, I had to trade in all my orange stuff. So, uh, But it's been good so far. Um, you know, I'm starting to you know, get to know everybody pretty good. And, you know, everybody's, it's been awesome here so far and it's been a great experience. So I'm just looking forward to being here. Let's start with the, the last handful of weeks. You were with, uh, I believe the Giants to begin spring training. They put you on waivers and the Nationals uh, snatch you up. And I heard from that day that the roster move happened, that there were a lot of people inside the organization really excited to, to have the ability to claim you off waivers. What was that couple day span like for you when, you know, you, you have an opportunity to, to be a free agent after a number of years in the Orioles organization, you signed with San Francisco and then uh, now you're, you're claimed by the nationals and here you are. Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually a wild couple of weeks. Um, you know, me and my wife had drove to Arizona, you know, excited to be with the giants and I went in there for one day and they, you know, obviously wanted to part ways. So, I was super excited when the Nationals uh, claimed me just because it's 
East Coast is just so much better for me. You know, I'm from North Carolina, so the family's, you know, only five, five and a half hours away from Washington. So that uh that makes it so much better. So I was super excited to come back to the East Coast. And then it's just been kind of a whirlwind, but it's been it's been a uh, crazy ride. Just a lot of stuff happening quick. No doubt. Um I, that can't be an easy time for you because, you know, we see roster moves come across the internet on our phones and it's names on a screen, but you're a human being. This is your life. This is your livelihood. Um, that, that can't be too fun of a process. And it has to be, you know, from a, a low to a high pretty quickly. I'm just curious, like when you're living in those moments, what that's like, because we, we see it from the outside and, you know, it's just so different than what you guys who are putting on the uniforms and taking them off have to actually go through. Yeah, it's tough. It's, there's just so much unknown. Um, like I said, we, we drove out to Arizona. We were there for a day. I actually went in the first day of camp. I wasn't there 30 minutes and they called me in and they said, Hey, we're going to designate you. And I went back to the hotel and me and my wife ended up spending a week in Scottsdale, Arizona, just really, you know, just waiting to see what was going to happen. Um, and it was, a, it was a whirlwind of a week, you know, because we didn't know – we knew something was going to happen enough I was going to clear and stay there. We didn't know if, you know, I was moving somewhere in Arizona, going back to Florida. So we were just kind of scrambling, trying to figure out what we're going to do if we have to go all the way back to Florida. It was just a, a whirlwind of a week. But, I mean, it's just, you know, it's part of the game that a lot of people, you know, don't understand. And then you start the year at AAA within the Nationals organization. You're with the Red Wings, and you guys were out – uh, on a road trip and you, you know, I talked to you last week and you told me you close out a game uh, on, I think it was Saturday night. You pitch the ninth inning, you find out right after the game that you're getting called up to the majors. You drive from, where was it? Ohio? Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Toledo. You drive from Toledo to DC, get, I believe an hour of sleep and then are in the nationals clubhouse. So yeah. it really has been a whirlwind the last few weeks. For yeah, you. It wasn't just the, the time with the giants, the brief time yeah. there, it was the transition from AAA to the big leagues within the nationals organization. Yeah. There's been a, a lot going on. Um, I mean, <laughs> me and my wife drove from uh, Florida to Toledo. So we weren't up there very long, but luckily my house is on the way to there. So we stopped and got a little bit of sleep before we continued that drive. But yeah, it's been a, we about made it everywhere across the country this year, so it's been yeah. fun. Putting some miles on that car, for sure. Yeah, we are. We are. Hunter Harvey, Nationals right-handed reliever, joining me on Nats Insider. And, Hunter, let's get into your, your pitching now. Uh, you were a first-round pick of the Orioles back in, I think, 2013. Yeah. Um, and started out as a starter and have transitioned to a, a relief pitching role. Take us through that that transition in your career um, when the Orioles or you, you know, decided to, to move from the rotation to the bullpen and how that process has been for you. It's not an easy one for pitchers to make. So how have you over the last however many years acclimated to that? Yeah, I mean, I started my whole career um, even. I mean, it's just all I ever knew was starting. Um, and in 2019, after about, I'd say, two months of – I had a couple okay outings in AA, but for the most part, you know, after that third time through the lineup, I was, I was just struggling. I couldn't, you know, the fifth and sixth inning was wearing me out. And they come up to me. I think we we're in Portland. And uh, our pitching coordinator at the time, Chris Holt, come up to me and say, hey, we're going to move you to the bullpen. You know, just, uh, you know, keep your innings down. You hadn't pitched the last couple of years with injuries. And, you know, just, to, you know, maybe, you know, build your confidence, stuff like that. And 
I remember going to the bullpen and I talked to my dad because he, you know, he was a reliever and he said, you're not going to be going many innings. He said, just throw everything as hard as you can right down the middle. For the most part, that was what he was saying. And I was like, all right, I mean, I'll try that. Like, who cares? Here it is. Let's see what happens. I remember my first outing, my velo jumped, my stuff got sharper and I just, it, it was a, it's like my mind just freed up. Like I didn't think about anything, but like, here it is, try to hit it. And from then on out, I mean, it, everything happened quick from there. I made three outings out of the bullpen in double A, went to triple A for a month. I had one bad outing there, but for the most part was pretty good. And then I got called up and it was just, it just happened. Everything just happened so fast when I went to the bullpen. It's just like, it was, it came more natural for me. Yeah, they say everything happens for a reason, right? It kind of seems yeah. like this is one of those situations where out of necessity, out of a decision that wasn't your own, you get put into a, a different role, but it really, like the light bulb went off for you. Yeah. Uh, where was your velo at when you were starting? Because we've seen you in your, what, like 96, somewhere around there. Where were you at uh, with your fastball velo when uh, you were in the rotation? I would mainly sit that 92 to 95 range. Hmm. Might touch a six or seven. And then I know my... First, uh, pretty much all of 19, when I went to the bullpen, I was 97 to 100. Mm. Just, and then I don't, I didn't feel like I was physically like trying any harder, but it was, something just clicked. I don't, I, I still don't know to this day. Maybe it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't figured out what happened. I just know that I think it's just from freeing my mind up and not worrying about being so fine and trying to make it so many innings. It was just, you know, it just, it just clicked for me. And looking at your arsenal and your pitch usage, it seems like you use that fastball a large percentage of the time. You know, we're, we're used to seeing Sean Doolittle come out of a Nationals bullpen for a number of years and throw four seam fastballs at the top of the zone and do so at like an 85, 90 percent clip and have a lot of success. You know, I looked at your numbers and you're somewhere around that like 70, 75, maybe 80 percent usage with the fastball. Take us through your confidence in that pitch, why you lean so heavily on it and just how you think that can still be so effective for you despite throwing it so frequently. Yeah. I just think a, a well located fastball is still a hard pitch to hit. You know, obviously anything middle, it doesn't really matter the pitch. I mean, these guys are good hitters. They can hit it, but for me, it's really tough to honor the fastball up and in and the fastball down away. And then on top of that, you'll mix in some off speed. So it's just, I've always, told myself if I'm going to get beat, I want to get beat with my best pitch. And it, my best pitch has always been my fastball. So I don't want to get – anytime I'm in a situation, well, I don't – you know, I'm not sure right here. I'll be like, you know what? I know what my best pitch is. I know what I locate the best. I was like, I'm going to throw this the best location and, you know, see what happens. And that's kind of always just been my mentality with it, and that's why I throw it so much. Take us through your off-speed pitches and uh, where you feel like you're at in the development of those. Um, I got a splitter that I've been switching grips the last couple of years trying to figure it out, and I finally feel like I've found where I want to be with it. And it's, you know, it's starting to get a little bit better. And then I learned a slider. The Orioles had me working on a slider last year, but I had a lot of injuries, so I didn't get to throw it much. So we really hammered down on it this offseason. And um, I'm starting to, you know, work that in there more. I like throwing it a lot. And then I have a curveball just that I've always had. It's just kind of there if I ever need it. I'm not going to overuse it. It's not really going to be much just there. If something else ain't working that day, I feel like I have the confidence just to pull that one out of my back pocket and use it. So, Old trusty. Yeah. Hunter Harvey, Nationals reliever, joining me on Nats Insider. And Hunter, I'll, I'll get you out of here on this one. 
you know, you, you've been kind of up and down, like you talked about. You've had some stints out of the Orioles bullpen, and now you're here and you've gotten off to a good start with the Nats. In order for you to be a consistently effective major league reliever, what's the biggest thing that needs to happen for you? Where, it, you know, you've had you've had success in in some stretches, but in order to solidify yourself here and stay here for a number of years to come, what's the biggest thing that you, you want to happen? Uh, my biggest, I've been saying it for years. Uh, my biggest thing is just health. Um, you know, I, I've always believed in my stuff. I think my stuff will play. Um, for me, I just, I've had a really hard problem. Just, I mean, my whole career and even just in the big leagues, just staying healthy. It's the hardest thing for me to do. I've, you know, I've switched up every year, trying to find new programs, doing new things, new long toss, everything, just trying to find the right thing that'll help my body just hold up. I got pretty, uh, I would say, violent mechanics. So it uh, it don't do so well on the old body. But uh, I've, I, I tried every year we're doing something new If I until I can find that right sequence that it's going to maintain it for a full year. But that, that's been my biggest thing, and that still is my biggest thing, just staying healthy. Well, we hope that for you this year, Hunter, and we're, we're really excited to have you in the Nationals organization. Um, keep pitching well, keep staying healthy, and thanks for joining me on Nats Insider today. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening this week, everybody. Good episode this week. And I'm really enjoying this Nats Insider podcast and giving you guys a little glimpse of variety of components of the Nationals organization. We're going to do some cool stuff in the weeks to come. We'll bring on some broadcasters from the Nationals minor league affiliates. We'll get you some minor league coaches and coordinators as well. And some Nationals alumni are going to join us throughout the season on the Nats Insider podcast as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Go big or go home.